As you watch this teaching, I would like to ask you to please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it. Hi friends, my name is Paul Renner. Welcome to the home group tonight. I'm so glad that we can be together. Have you been having fun this week? It's a lot of fun. I enjoy talking about the Bible. I enjoy reading your comments. And especially, I like it that I can be in the studio today with Joel and Maxime. Joel and Maxime, thank you for being with me this week. Thank you, Paul, for, for leading the home group. You've done exceptional. You really have. You're really doing a great job. I can't wait to hear the things you're going to say. Thank you. It. Thank you. Please tell us where you are joining us from today. Tell us if you've been with us in the previous home groups this week. My father, Rick Renner, asked me to lead the home group right now. Next week, he'll be with you. But Joel, I know we have a special offer, and it's probably connected to what's going on on the daily program. Yes, so you know we have a daily TV program. Dad has a daily TV program, and it is exceptional. It really is. What I like most about the daily TV programs are the opens to the shows, because every time Dad's in some other location of the world, and he's showing you where something in the Bible actually happened or someplace in the world that's applicable to the Bible. But this study guide is going on right now. The TV series is called You Are the Temple of the Holy Spirit. These two things go together. But on our website, you can download the study guide for free or you can order both together. But this study guide is really a piece of art, in my yeah. opinion, because it's Dad's, study, it's Dad's notes. He films the programs. A whole team watches the programs, transcribes the programs. They put the notes and the transcripts together. And we create this wonderful, wonderful study guide. And we're believing for a revival of the Bible in people's lives. And I think that these study guides will help people. I really do have a revival of the Bible in their lives. But besides that, in the TV program, we're offering a life ablaze. And if you, over time, your fires have kind of dwindled for Christ, this book explains how you can rekindle those fires. I think that's very, very important. And uh, Jesus said to the Ephesian, the, the, the Ephesian church, the Ephesus church, that they need to return to their first love. Yes. And I think that's very important. We need to, re we need to keep the first love in the first place. You know, what were those first fires of Christ that you had? That's very important. We don't want Jesus to come back and see our fires for him dwindling. We want to be on the inferno for him. And that's what that book is about, and it helps you learn how to do that. Yeah. And you and Maxime got to go to St. Petersburg for those stand-ups. Yep. I heard that was a fun trip. Absolutely. St. Petersburg, as I said it, uh, uh, I think maybe two home groups ago, I said, we, we Russians call it Museum Under Open Sky. When you go to St. Petersburg, everywhere you look, it's a piece of museum, piece of art. It's beautiful. There are so many palaces in St. Petersburg. They have palaces that have been just dilapidated over time after the war and after World War II, and they just haven't ever been reconstructed. There's so many of those, they haven't even got to them yet to reconstruct them, and they're still reconstructing them. In fact, we went to one of the palaces that they're under, under reconstruction, and it's amazing. We went to one room that's still under reconstruction, and that room was amazing because it was, to it was bombed, there was a fire, in that palace, in that, and they showed us that room that they took one piece and they renovated it to the original view. And it was amazing. Yeah, cool. And Dad was there, and of course he was there. And he, he realized that's what our lives are like. Sin destroys people's lives. And Jesus can enter your life, and he can just renovate your life. He can restore your life. 
And that room was amazing. Well, uh, when we go on the strips, God's grace is all over us. I remember when we needed to film downtown St. Petersburg on this palace square. There are so many tourists, and God did an amazing thing. The chief policeman of this area, like uh, central area, we call it mm -hmm. Central Rayon. How would you say it in English? No, the central area of the city. Central. Downtown so the, area of the city. The chief policeman, can you believe it? The guy who was in charge of all the police in that area, he spent, what? It, days. Four or five days standing next to us and making sure that we're not bothered, we're not stopped. Wow. God's grace is all over us. Yeah, it was so amazing. And all other policemen, they know him, of course. And when they saw that their boss is mm -hmm. kind of with us, talking to us, he told us about his life while he was helping us. Other policemen, they were so respectful of us. Mm. So we were kind of VIPs on this. Yeah, uh, God, God's grace is with us wherever we go. True. And God's grace can do with you. It is with you. If you're a believer, God's grace is with you. But we have to receive it. We really do. Amen. Amen. But before we begin tonight's program, tonight's home group, I want to say if you're our partner, thank you. We're touching lives around the world together. And I just want to say thank you for being our partners. You really are. We're touching so many people's lives. And what's amazing to me is that you, you're a partner. You don't even see all the lives that are being touched. You have such great faith. And together, we're touching people's lives for Christ. One thing that comes to my mind is how we feed the homeless every week. Every week we feed the homeless, Paul. Yep. We go to shelters. We go outside. And we find the homeless. We feed them soup. We give them clothes. And their lives are changed. You know, not all homeless people are bad people. They've just lost their way. A lot of them have just lost their way in life. And we believe that the power of the Bible, Jesus, can change their lives. It really can. But, you know, soup, food, they help people's hearts open to the Bible, to Christ, so that they can hear the message of Jesus. And if you're our partner, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us share the Word of God to all these people in various ways. And if you're not our partner, I want to ask you to become one. More people need to hear about Jesus. So many more people need to hear about Jesus. And it takes finances to do that. You know, the gospel's free, but it takes finances to get the gospel to people. And that's what your finances do. So if you would become our partner, if you're not, we would really appreciate it so we can get the gospel to even more people before Jesus returns. Amen, Joel. Thank you for saying that. Tonight we're going to talk about the power of sowing and reaping and specifically how it applies to our words. God pays attention to what we say. He pays so much attention to what we say that even our salvation depends on what we say and what we believe in our heart. So we're going to talk about the power of sowing and reaping today and how to bless your future. You may not be particularly happy with how your life's going on right now. You may want some things to change. And actually, I hope you want some things to change. It's actually good if you're looking forward to a better future. That's great. But in order for that future to actually happen, for you actually to get what you'd like to happen, you need to begin to do some work right now. And a lot of that has to do with what you say. God pays attention to what you say, what you say with faith, what you believe in your heart. The devil pays attention to what you say. Other people around you pay attention to what you say. You should pay attention to 
what you say. Now, sometimes we don't pay attention to what we say, but other people sure do. And God does, and the devil does, and the whole spiritual world pays attention to what you say. You should pay attention to what you say. So today, I'd actually like to start with a question. Usually I end with a question, but today I'd like to start to a question, with a question. Are you blessing your future? And what are you saying to bless your future? You can actually bless your future. Now that may sound a little bit counterintuitive because you can't see it yet, right? You can bless each other. You can bless the now. You can say good things about the past, but you can also bless your future. You can say good things about tomorrow. You can say good things about the years to come. What do you expect? What are you expecting? What do your words say about what you're expecting in the future? The law of sowing and reaping works constantly, non-stop, all the time, and it applies to what you say too. Lord, I thank you that we can be here together in the home group. Thank you, Lord, for everything that we've already spoken about this week and specifically today. And Lord, I ask you to help us, help us, Lord, to be conscious of the things we're saying. Help us, Lord, to be conscious of the seeds we're sowing into our future. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. So I want to start today in, um, in a verse that is not always understood. Uh, Proverbs, I'm sorry, sorry, Psalms, Psalms 126, verses 6. He that goes forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. This is talking about sowing and reaping and how sometimes it costs you something to sow. He that goes forth weeping, bearing precious seeds, sometimes it will cost you something to sow. Instead of eating these precious seeds or seeds which could have been turned into grain and grain into food, instead of eating your seed, are you sowing your seed? Are you paying attention to what you're sowing into your future? Because then, doubtless, come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. If you pay attention to what you're sowing, there will come a day when you will reap and you'll reap more than you sowed. So once again, what are you sowing? Are you blessing your future? I hope so. What are you sowing? And specifically, what are you saying about your future? Now let's go to Mark eleven twenty-three. Maxime? Yes, Mark eleven twenty-three. I'm going to read the verse first. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which, which he says shall come to, to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. And I'm going to read what Pastor Rick writes about it. Creative power is released when the heart and mouth get into agreement. Amen. That is why you must be careful about what you believe in your heart and say with your mouth. Because when your heart 
and mouth get in sync with each other, it literally makes things come to pass. This heart-mouth combination works on both the positive and negative sides of life. It can bring about the the manifestation of healing in your body, salvation to your family, prosperity to your business, and growth to your local church. But the devil also knows how to use this principle against you. Amen. Have you experienced that in your life? When I say things, they they happen. They do, and it works. This principle works. And I try to be very careful with not saying negative things because they also come to pass. Have you experienced that? Uh, when I say bad things, yes. let, I would have to think for a second because I have not been saying bad things for a long time. I've been with your father for more than 50, 15 years. I learned. That's very good. Not to I, say bad things. I have experienced that. I have experienced, you know, sometimes you say, well, you know, I know what will happen. And you begin to predict and your predictions can become prophecies. And I think it's very careful You need to be very careful that your predictions don't become prophecies and you don't put faith behind what you're saying because what you're saying, you're actually sowing seeds. And if you're not blessing your future, what are you doing? Be very, very careful because this spiritual principle works both on the good end and on the bad end. Be very, very careful. Well, I just want to say, Maxine, thank you for being with us for over 15 years. It's so easy to count. Uh, may I say something? Thank you for thanking me. You know, it's funny. My wife and I were saying, uh, when we look at Will- William, your oldest son, yes, we came to work for Pastor Rick when you got married. <laughs> and your wife got pregnant immediately after yes. you got married. So how old is William? He's 15. 15 that was uh, 14 and a half. Yeah. Nine months of pregnancy, yeah. 16 years. Thank you. Well, I know that's off subject, but I just wanted to acknowledge that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We've done a lot together and praise God. Thank you. But I want to say, you know, there's a phrase that if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything at all. And I think that's a good phrase. Mm-hmm. Not long ago, I was listening to Jerry Savelle and he said, I, I needed to learn the vocabulary of silence. <laughs> I thought that was great. Vocabulary of silence? Yes, I need to learn the vocabulary of silence. So in other words, better not to say anything bad. Better not to say anything instead of saying something bad. The vocabulary of silence. I really like that, Paul. Yes. I thought that was good. You may not be very happy or, or pleased with your life now. And probably your life now is the result of things that you have sowed in the past. So it's time to take control of your future, bless your future, sow the right seeds now but I have some very good news for you. Now is temporary. Now is very, very temporary. Whatever you're experiencing right now will change a lot quicker than you expect. Proverbs chapter 27. Joel, I'd like you to read Proverbs chapter 27. Uh, I believe it's verses 23 and 24. Okay, here we go. Uh, Know the state of your flocks and put your heart into caring for your herds. For riches don't last forever, and the crown might not be secure for the next generation. After the hay is harvested, the new crops appears, and the mountain's grasses are gathered in, your sheep will provide wool and clothing, and your goats will be sold for for the price of a field. And you will have enough goat's milk for you and your family and your servants." Now is very temporary. We have to take heed to the state of the flocks because if we're not diligent in what we do, 
something that you think is fixed in stone could change very quickly. And if 2020 has taught us anything, is that everything that we thought was a constant could change very, very quickly. Now that is good news and that could be bad news. I hope that's good news for you. Now is very, very temporary, meaning you can affect what will happen in the future, take control of your future, start blessing your future, connect your words to your heart and start sowing the right seeds. If you don't have anything good to say, it may be better to keep your mouth shut than create negative predictions, which become prophecies, which you put your faith behind, and later you end up saying, I told you so. Well, it happened maybe specifically because you said it. And if you hadn't have said it, it may have not happened. So what are you saying about your future? The rules or the law of sowing and reaping applies to what you say to now is very, very temporary. That could be good news to you and that could be bad news. You have to continue to be diligent in these issues. Proverbs chapter 18 also talks about the power of the tongue. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit therefore. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Let's say it together. Death, death and life, life are in the power, power, the power of, the, of the tongue. Of the tongue. Okay, Matt, I, I yes, Joel. I, I want to read that in the New Living Translation. Oh, please do, because the King James is sometimes hard to understand. So the same verse in the New Living Translation. Those who love to talk will experience the consequences, for the tongue can kill or nourish life. I think that's really interesting. You know, our speech, speaking, either written or verbal, it's probably the biggest wealth producer in anybody's life. When you go get a job, how do you how do you, how are you interviewed? It's either written or verbal. It's either written or verbal. How, and whenever you look at all the people around the world, most wealthiest people, they all know how to communicate. And your words have great power. So developing your speech is very important. And I think that it's very interesting. A lot of people say, I don't have any money to invest. I don't have any money. I don't have enough money. Well, if words are as powerful as finances, you can always invest your words. Mm -hmm. You can always speak good about your future. I think your words are more powerful than your finances. Well, I think that most people don't have that opinion. But it's not true. Your words can produce wealth that are beyond your imagination. So if you think about it that way, speak good about your future, speak good about your health, speak good about others, I think that you'll see your life turn around very quickly. What are you releasing in your life and what are you releasing in the lives of your children? Sometimes parents say the worst things about their kids. And things would be better if some parents would just stop talking. You always and you know, and you can continue the thought. Maybe someone has said something to you that you wish they had never said because you remembered it. You can hear it. You are so, and you can hear that in your mind and it just keeps ringing and ringing. I pray that the Lord deliver you from any of those thoughts that have created a stronghold in your mind. And the way to tear down those strongholds is with the Word of God. When you learn about what the Word of God says about you, it has more power than anything else anybody has ever said about you. 
And you have to put your words with what the Bible says. It's not just about speaking good thoughts. It's about believing and speaking and believing and speaking what the Bible says about you, about your family, about your future. Whenever your words match God's words, it's going to be amazing what can happen in your life. Uh, like you said, the words, they can be more powerful than money. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about Kenneth Copeland. He often says, you don't need money. You need God's word about money. Mm -hmm. You need rhema word like revelation about God's finances. You needed more than money because if you get this revelation, money will follow. And I remember, it's so funny, I just remembered it. When, when Kenneth Copeland came to our Moscow church and he preached, I had the honor to translate for him, he preached on this verse. Mm -hmm. And it was so good. And You know, it's so interesting. I'm so blessed to translate for Pastor Rick, of course, when I stand next to him, he's so anointed. Your father is so anointed. When I stand next to him on the stage, God's anointing just flows. And when Kenneth Copeland came, and I remember him preaching on that verse, mm -hmm. when I stood next to him, I felt like I was hooked up to a powerhouse. Wow. Which verse, Maxime? Mark 11:23. We just read it. So you need God's word about finances much more than you need finances because if the word of God comes, then finances will follow. Amen. Well, Maxime, could you please prepare uh, Colossians 4, yes, sir. 6? The Bible talks about what we should say, but it also tells about, talks about a culture or a manner of speaking, that there are some things that we should say, and there's just some ways that we shouldn't be talking at all. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt. It's so funny. We're fasting right now, and I'm reading this season with, with salt. My mouth <laughs> is getting wet. <laughs> okay, I'll read it again. Let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how you ought to answer each one. Yes. So you need to think about what you say, and your words should be pleasant. Your words should be pleasant for other people to hear. And I'm sure that you've been around people that it's not pleasant to listen to. Uh, and not just because they're eloquent or not eloquent in their speech. Sometimes it's, it's the spirit. Sometimes it's the attitude. So what attitude are you speaking with? And are you pleasant to listen to? Also, Ephesians 4. I really like Ephesians chapter 4. It's probably one of my favorite verses, favorite chapters in the Bible. Ephesians chapter 4, verse, uh, verse 25. Wherefore, putting away lying, mm. speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. So put away lying or anything that is untrue. Put that away. And then in Ephesians 31 and 32, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away with you with all malice. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. Put away all of these things. Put away. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. So, what are you sowing? What are you sowing into your future? What are you saying about your future? Remember, now is very temporary. And if you begin to make predictions about your future that become prophecies about your future based on what you're experiencing now and stop putting effort into blessing your future, stop putting effort into investing into your future, pretty soon you may get exactly what you are predicting. 
But if you'd like something else to happen, start investing. Start investing your words, start investing your time, and put away these other things. And if you find something that's untrue, therefore put away lying. If you find something that's not true, quit saying it. Quit saying it really, really quick. Repent for it. And ask the Lord to tell you exactly what you should start saying or confessing about your future. Joel, uh, Matthew 15. Could you read that, please? Which verse? Uh, verse 11. Verse 11. Here we go. You are, not you are not defiled by what you eat. You are defiled by what you say and do. Okay, by what you say and do. So it's your words and, we've been quoting Kenneth Copeland today, corresponding actions. Your words and your corresponding actions. It's not what you eat, which in the context of Israel and where Jesus was at the moment, it was all about what you eat and where you go and what you touch and what you don't touch and what you wear. All of these rules so that you're not defiled or so that you don't do something wrong. Jesus says it's not about what you eat or don't eat. It's about what comes out of you. What comes out of your mouth is so much more important than what you put in your mouth. Now you need to pay attention to both. Please, please pay attention to both. What you're putting in your mouth and what's coming out of your mouth. But it's what's coming out of your mouth, what you're saying, that's more important. So please pay attention to what you're saying. Are you blessing your future today? How are you blessing your future today? Are you putting the law of sowing and reaping into action into your life? And if you are, tell us specifically how you're doing it. If you're not doing it, you should start doing it. And if you have been doing it, but you've been doing it wrong, please repent. Please repent and start doing the right things. Amen. 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 Well, if you need prayer, please call us. We would love to pray with you. You know, often people don't know how to put their faith out with somebody else. They don't have someone they can believe with. But we would love to believe with you and pray with you. And if you need prayer, please call us at 1-800-742-5593 or email us at prayer.org. It's really one of us, our highest honors to pray with people. The prayer, the power of prayer is so very important. And we would love to pray with you. Amen. We bless you. And Lord, I thank you for this wonderful time of fellowship that we've had. I ask you, Lord, to help us to be conscious of the things that we're saying so that we bless our future. In the name of Jesus, amen. Bye-bye. If that teaching helped you, would you please subscribe, like, and comment so more people can see it.